0: Hi, everyone. Benjamin Smith here, pastor of Revealing Truth Ministries, Wesley Chapel. You know, God is always speaking good things to us, and he has a word for you today we are sure of it. Take some time out to listen, and we'll be back as soon as we're done. God bless you. This is my Bible. I can be who it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Every verse is God breathed. And I aim to live by every word. It is essential to my faith foundation and works to change me from the inside out into the person God created me to be. That is why I shall never let it go. It is reliable. It is the truth. It is divine. It is the word of God. and shall forever be to be my Bible in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for everyone that is here. I thank, Lord God, that they did not come to hear me, but they came to hear straight from you. So I just thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of me. I thank you, Lord, that I am your instrument to use, um, to bring the word to your people, Lord God, and to bring them closer to you. I just thank you for who you are in my life. I thank you who you are in their lives, and I thank you that they will receive from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of this new series is Kingdom Currency. Every kingdom, country, that's considered civilized, they have currency, that which they use for a medium of exchange. In the United States, we use dollars, cents. Everybody is here, so you're all in the United States. You go to the store, you don't pull out a chicken and say, hey, I want to exchange this for some groceries that's not chickens. You don't do that. You don't walk in with, you know, tire and say, hey, could I exchange this for an alternator? No. <laughs> we use money. In the same way, the kingdom of God has a system, a medium of exchange. Now, where is the kingdom of God? According to the word, the kingdom is within you. In Luke chapter seventeen, verses twenty through twenty-one, it says, "And we, and when he was de- uh, demanded of Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered and said." The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall it say, lo, here, or lo, there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. In Young's literal translation, it says, and having been questioned by the Pharisees, when the reign of God doth come, he answered them and said, the reign of God doth not come with observation, nor shall they say, lo, here or lo, there, for lo, the reign of God is within you. So, the kingdom of God is on the inside of us. A kingdom has a king, and he has a domain or dominion, which means he has power over a certain area. The kingdom of God within us, says that God, our king, has domain in our lives. And so when we look at kingdom currency, we're not looking at, so to speak, a medium of exchange as in money when we're talking about God. God, I give you this and I get that back from you. As in, I give you $10 and I get healing. I give you $50, and I get peace of mind. I give you $3,000, and I have great kids. It's not like that. It doesn't work that way. There's another medium of exchange. You've heard the words before. How many of you have heard faith? How many of you have heard obedience? How many of you heard love? Those are some of the things that we operate with, that we operate in, that we receive from God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, if you're born again, the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us. And it, he is called, not it. He is called our helper. What you need help for? Whatever you need help for. God, I don't know what to do in this situation. Holy Spirit says, do this. I don't know where to go. Holy Spirit says, go there. Have any of you ever been just thinking about a situation? It's like, Lord, I don't know what to do. You didn't even voice it. You just thought about it. And the Holy Spirit either spoke to you or he led you to an answer to a, it's settled, to a fixed outcome. That's what he's here for. That's what he's here for. This is what he does. But the kingdom is within us. We are not, we live on earth, but earth is not our home. The Bible says that we are ambassadors here. We're here. We've been placed here. We have a job or a mission to do, but it is to uplift where we came from. It is to talk to people about where we came from. And then there's situations that happen here on Earth, here in the United States, here in Wesley Chapel, in the Tampa Bay area. But being ambassadors, it doesn't have to apply to us. People are losing jobs. That don't apply to me. It don't apply to you. Why? Because you're not, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. Our kingdom is not here. We are not planning on staying here forever. We have an eternal home. And we also have a relationship with God. God is our salvation. He is our eternal life. Our eternal life is fellowship with him. I'm going to tell you, when I first got born again, it was to miss hell. That was my my motivation. I don't want to go to hell. So if Jesus is going to save me from that, I'm good with that. But it was so much more. It was so much more. I was separated from God when I received Christ, received Jesus, I now had relationship with God. There was no barrier. There was nothing to separate me from God. That's what eternal life is, having relationship with God, being able to know him in an intimate way. Not being separated from him. That's what death is. Death is separation from God. And so we have the kingdom living on the inside of us. The earth is not our home. Now, I talked about faith, obedience, and love. Now, these are mediums. I want medium exchanges, it sounds like or you're getting to get. But it's more like a lifestyle. Like we walk by faith. That's who we are. The just shall live by faith. Without faith it's impossible to please God. So what did God do? God gave us the faith to believe on him. Then it just became our, it became our choice to receive or to reject. Most of the people in here, I would say, have received Christ. But for those of you that had, has not, have not, we'll take care of that too. But faith, Hebrews 11.1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Have you ever heard someone say, oh, he has blind faith? or she has blind faith. Faith isn't blind. It's the substance of something that you hope for. It's the tangible evidence of something that I believe in God for, I want to manifest. You may not know how it's coming, but you definitely, hey, listen. If you're believing for the manifestation of healing of cancer, it's not blind, you want the cancer to be gone. Now, you don't know exactly how, but you definitely know cancer gotta leave my body, so it's not blind. If you're believing for a car, and you have a specific car that you're believing God for, it's not blind, you don't know how it's coming, but listen, if you're believing for a 2023 BMW, of a 1964, anything comes, that ain't what I'm believing God for. (laughs) If you're believing for a husband or a wife, if you're believing for a husband, if you're a woman, and a wife... If you're a man, if a man come up to the man and say, hey, let's hook up. No, that ain't from God. If a woman come up and say, hey, you looking good, not today, tomorrow or ever. But the bottom line is this, faith isn't blind. It's not blind. It's the substance of things that you're hoping so the tangible is I know what I'm believing God for I spoke what I believe in God for I have a vivid picture of what it is that I'm believing God for so as soon as it comes I know that's it Where I know that's not Matthew chapter 9 verses 27 through 30 says and when Jesus departed thence Two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man knoweth. Jesus asked them a simple question. Do you believe that I'll do this? Yes, I do. Yes, they did. And they received, and it was according to their faith. Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13. It says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the Feast of the Kingdom of Heaven. But many Israelites, those, who, those for whom the kingdom was prepared will be thrown into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. The centurion, he understood authority. He understood that words carried weight. He understood that you can say something And if you have the authority coming behind you, backing it up, your words are like law. And so he said, Jesus, you ain't even got to come to my house. Just say it. I know he'll be healed. I'm under this same type in which I have authority over my men. I tell them, listen, clean up this. Go throw that away. Whatever and I have the authority to speak it, then they do what I told them to do. Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith is necessary. It's needed. To receive things in the kingdom of God, you must have faith. Without faith, you can't please God. Without faith, you're hoping, you're praying, you're doubting. Oh, Lord, I believe that you're going to give it to me. Lord, I don't see how this is going to happen. Oh, man, God, I believe that my. I'm believing that my bill's going to be paid. Oh, they calling. <laughs> they calling. They said they're going to kick me out of my house. <laughs> they're going to turn off my lights. Uh, let me see. I can call my sister. I think I can get 75 from her. And um, I think I let a friend borrow $50. I can see if I can at least get half of that back. Let's see what else I can do. That's a hard way to live. Definitely a hard way to live. I'm saying that and joking that way because I've lived that way. like, let me see if I can call my sister and see how much money she got that she can come up off. And let me see if I can call my mama and see what I can get from her or those type deals. And then when people tell you no about their money... (laughs) <laughs> you get mad. She knows she got it. She going to let me hold $50. Even if it wasn't 75 she could have gave me $50. Man, I'm mad with her about her money. How crazy is that? <laughs> but people do that. Obedience. This is a tricky one. God, I believe you. I believe every word you say, okay, go put $20 in. Uh, <laughs> misread a hand, Lord. I don't know if I can do that. I ain't even bring no money with me. I just got my bank card. Get a cash app. I don't think she got a cash app, Lord. <laughs> yeah, because if he had to say... He, if he's telling you to cash out somebody, he already know they got to cash out. you coming up with excuses. He's like, you know what? I missed that church, but I send it to her uh, when I get home. Then I fell asleep. Oh, it's not Tuesday. It's not Sunday again. See Miss Rita, she's smiling. That smile she got. He's like, God, could you wait till I get paid again? But you know you got it right now. Why well, catch you next week? If God is asking you to do something, he's asking you to do something because it's to your benefit. For all I know, me releasing that 20 in her hands could have released something in someone else's hands. And I, as a matter of fact, We have a, we have a praise report, a story like that. It happened with us. Um, My wife, Lord told her, so such and such into this one person. And typically, typically, we have a, okay, if you go to this amount of money, not necessarily God, but. Typically, if you're going to spend a certain amount of money, let's have a conversation about it first. This Mother's Day, so I'm not going to look on her side, but I'm just going to tell you. A lot of times what she mean, y'all, is I need to tell her when I'm going to spend that type of money. And then I'm going to talk to y'all. Because if she spending that type of money, she always got a good reason. Right. 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 Talk to y'all over there. Right. But if I go by the stove, and spend a couple of five dollars, six dollars, man, what is this? What you doing? Well, what you got going on? But anyway, anyway, it's the truth dear. Just smile. It's the truth. Yes, it is. But anyway, um, so God had told her, all right, I want you to show this to this, to this certain person. She wasn't comfortable. So she said, oh, I normally talk to Mike about this stuff. Go figure. But anyway, (laughs) but anyway, God was like, no, you need to do this right now. So she gave the person what God had told her to give. And then, what was it, next day? Two days? Next day, waiting in our mailbox from Uncle Sam. was 10 times what she had sold. And the Holy Spirit said, because you released this, I was able to release that. And that has happened so many times in our lives. It's not always just about money. It's It's been so many other things Um You know, it's just been so many other things that God has said, do this, do that, and then you receive a blessing from it. Even if you, God tells you, go say this to this person. Sometimes you don't find out what exactly is going on. You don't even know. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you find out. Sometimes God, he reveals it. Sometimes the person reveals it. Sometimes the person just says thank you and they be on their way but it's something to be said about obeying God. It's always a blessing when you obey God, always. Second Corinthians, chapter 10, verse five. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Even you make your thoughts obey the word of God. Oh, you got this bad report and you gonna die. That's a lie from the pit of hell. With long life will I be satisfied. And although I've lived some years, some decades, I want to double that, which means this will not be the end of me. It will not. A couple weeks ago, no, say a month or so ago, a little bit over a month ago, I was at work, and um my wife called and she said, I got a, I wasn't expecting a report that I got from the doctor. Because Shalita always say, I I just go to get good reports. And she always do. Except this one time. They gave her basically, well not basically, they gave her the possibility of a death sentence and as she spoke it through the phone, fear was right there. I mean, I'm talking to her on the phone right here. Fear is right here, just waiting for me to say the wrong thing. That was a feeling. I definitely felt a feeling, the perception of fear, but I'm not moved by fear. So I know the feeling propped up so fear could just hop in. And I said, oh, well, that's a lie. I curse that right now in the name of Jesus. That's not how we live. That's not what the word of God says for us. That's not happening in this house That's not happening on my watch. And it immediately left. The feeling, the fear, it left. And it's like, no, this is what we do. Let me put something out there. It's a secret. You don't have to tell nobody. It's just between us. (laughs) The devil is trying to kill you. Every single one of you. So now that you know, shouldn't be shocked. The Bible says a thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So when you get information from whoever saying that stealing, killing, and destroying is trying to take place, You know it's the enemy. It's not a woe is me. He's trying to do that to all of us. Every single person in here, believer or non-believer alike, he's trying to wipe everyone out, trying to wipe everybody out. So that now since you know, if you get information from a quote-unquote reliable source, an unreliable unreli- source, it doesn't matter. You already know. That's the devil's MO. Now, if that was the only information that we had, if that was all that was on the table, it would look bad. It would. Only problem is, for him, is that Jesus said that I am come that you might have a life. And that you might have it more abundantly. So it's like, what you going to choose? What you got? You got what the doctor say. You got what Jesus said. You know what? I'm going to obey what God says. I'm going to obey what Jesus said. I'm going to obey what the word says. And you know what? It took a while. It took a while. From the time that she got that information to the time that she had to go back. And guess what? I had to talk to myself. I had to talk to her. She had to talk to herself. She had to talk to me. There's other people that she contacted and talked to about the situation. And the people that she talked to about the situation spoke words of life to her. And then she went back, and they told her that it was no longer a death sentence. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank God. There was a time before in which she was on her deathbed. She was on her deathbed, and I said, not on my watch. It's not going to happen. No. I have authority of this house. I have authority with my wife. She ain't dying. She ain't going nowhere. (laughs) She might try and check out, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for a while, you know. And she mess around and say, oh, Mike, I'm leaving you. It's like... Wanna drop dead? <laughs> I'm really joking. But the situation is, is she went to the hospital? We don't know what happened. Her blood sugar, her blood sugar level bottomed out. It just bottomed out. And what used to happen, they would say, okay, typically we could tell when that happens because you'll get pasty, you get a pasty type sweat or whatever. Well, she don't sweat. Or at the time, she wasn't sweating at all. Outside, just she wasn't perspiring, So they couldn't tell that. And so we went, to the, we went to the hospital, the emergency room, all of those things. And they doing all these tests, all of this stuff to come up with. We don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. We have no answers for you. Okay, what do we do now? Just go home. That's what they gave us. A go home. She was, she was, almost non-responsive to almost anything. Blood sugar would just drop, just drop, just drop. It was like she had um, diabetic. Yeah, but she wasn't. But it was just bottom out, and it was just to the point in which she was just tired. She was just tired, just like, you know what? She started saying, oh, call this person. I want to talk to this person the last time. We ain't calling nobody. I didn't tell her this. We ain't calling nobody. I'm not doing it. It would would look so bad that I would just walk out of the room because it's like, I can't look at this. I can't look at that. But God told me, he's like, you know you have authority over that, right? I was like, I do. He was like, you know that you can speak life into her, right? I said, I can. I spoke, I said, my exact words was, in the name of Jesus, she won't die until I say so. Exactly what I said. God said, she'll live for a specific amount of years. I mean, immediately he said she would live for a specific amount of years. so it was like, yes, but she was still in that she was still in that condition, she was still in that situation. She still needed to speak life because at this point, she was speaking death. I want to talk to you know I want to I see I want to I talk to this person, I want to do that, I want to do that. It's like, no, we're not going to talk to this person. Oh, um, are you going to call this person? I'll call them later. Are you going to? I'll do that later. But I began to speak life into her. Got to the point that she began to speak life. And she recovered. This has been, what, 14, almost 14 years now? But the word of God works. If I was not obedient to what he told me to do, this would have been wife number two that had passed away. As a matter of fact, at the time that, at the time that this happened, I gave an enemy. I killed your first wife, and I'm going to kill this one too. That's exactly what he told me. Only difference between the first time and this time is I knew what to do. First time, I didn't know what to do. And I'll see her when I get in heaven, but I learned some things between the first time and the second time. Because I ask God, I say, I never want to be in a position of helplessness and hopelessness when something like that comes knocking at my door. I don't want to be in that position. Lord, tell me and show me what it is that I need to know because I know I'm the man of the house. I know in order for the enemy to come in, he has to first deal with me. And, you know, I'm not, it's not a pity party or anything about what happened in the past. It's just, you got to deal with some stuff now. You just have to deal with some stuff. You're just not going to walk in my house and wreck shop. Mm-hmm. Enemy is not going to do that. Not going to do it. As a matter of fact, not only is he not going to walk in my house and wreck shop, we're going to other people's houses. On. Yes. Yes. One of the things that one of my mentors used to always say is, we don't fight fair. Right. Enemy, you show up, we're coming in groves. We coming. We coming. Want to put a thousand to flight? Two will put 10,000 a flight, and if we get two, three, four, five people, y'all, y'all in trouble. But it's all contingent upon us obeying God. Um, Luke, chapter six, verse 46 this is Jesus talking and says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Jesus is telling us to do, Jesus told us to do things for our benefit. Wasn't so much for his. It was for our benefit. I have the key to life. Here, I'm sharing it with you. Do this. Don't do that. There have been times in which I could hear the Holy Spirit speaking clearly. Do something. I have did it. I've done it. Things went well. There was other times in which I absolutely positively, with all mental capacity, focused, everything. It's like, I didn't do it. It cost me. It cost me time. It cost me finances. It cost me hospital trips. It cost me. Have to be obedient. John chapter 2, verses 3 through 5. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. That right there would have got some people all jacked up. Would have got them all messed up. Mary could have said, he talking to me like that? I'm of all women most blessed, and he's saying that to me? I'm the one that gave birth, and he's saying that to me? Didn't talk about her getting an attitude. It didn't talk about her pouting. It didn't talk about none of that. The very next thing it said was, "His mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it." Jesus told him, "My hour is not yet come. This ain't my time for this. We ain't got nothing to do with that. Obviously." His time had not yet come when he said that, but Mary knew something because she immediately said, hey, y'all, whatever he tell you to do, do it. And you know what? That's a good way to live our lives. Whatever Jesus tell you to do, do it. Period. Whether it's filling some water, (laughs) filling some big old jugs up with water to make wine or Go a different way to, to your job today. Don't go to the gym because of whatever we, whatever God is telling you to do. do that. Right. Yeah I heard that by the gym though. <laughs> she got jokes Love, love you dear. Yes. Matthew 22. Verses 36 through 40. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses, isn't it? NLT, New Living Translation. Yes, I wasn't saying that earlier. Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the uh, demands of the prophets are based on these two. Now, a lot of times, love the Lord that God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul. Oh, we good with that. Love thy neighbor as thyself. You mean I juggle with that funky attitude? I gotta love them too. Yes, they cuss me out. Still gotta love them. We have to love people. And sometimes that's difficult. We have been taught we ain't always gotta be around people. We ain't always gotta be around those people that things aren't quite there, but we have to love people. Sometimes it seems difficult. Sometimes people give you reasons that you think are legitimate reasons for you not to love them or not to like them. People gave Jesus a lot of good reasons not to, for him not to love them. He did it anyway. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through, one through 3 If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but did not love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had faith, if I had such faith that I could move mountains but did not love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor, and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing." Pretty much says it right there. If the things you do is not in love, what you doing it for? God weighs the heart of what we do. If you obey without love, that's just the law. I'm doing this just because it says to do it. I don't love. If I'm not loving, it don't matter. If I'm being nice to Vince, just for the sake of being nice to Vince, but I got negative things to say about him behind his back. does that? What good is that? Or if I don't even say nothing, I'm just thinking those things. Who that joker think he is? Hey Vince, how you doing? Hope you have a wonderful day, joker. That does me no good. God, I did all of these things, but you didn't love me, you didn't love others. I don't know you. John 13, verse 35 By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if you love, if you have love one to another. 1 John 2 verses 9 through 11. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in light and there is none occasion of him stumbling in him. There's none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness And walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whether he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. For God so loved the world that he gave, we have God dwelling on the inside of us. If we hate, we go against the very nature of who God is and who he's put himself in us. I can't hate. Can't treat people with hate and say, Shalita, I hate you. And then come Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. fake, wrong, doing it for show. You all might be fooled, but not for long. God's not going to allow you to be fooled by mess like that. He's just not going to do it. Be around long enough, God's going to say, hey, Mike, man, that joke a fake. He wrong. He hate people. <laughs> and our fruit's going to show. It's going to show. Those things that we do and those things that we say in the dark, they come to the light. It's going to happen. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. And a lot of times God give us space to repent. Give us an opportunity to get it right. Give us an opportunity to turn away from those type things because listen. If you're spewing hate, if you're doing those things, it's going to come to the light. It's going to be seen. Second John, chapter one, verse six, it says, love means doing what God has commanded us and he has commanded us to love one another just as you heard from the beginning. And really what you have with love, faith, and obedience, they're all intertwined. Faith works by love. Faith applies action or obedience. You have faith, God tells you to do something. you know He tells us, and you know it is funny, it's funny because as I was going through the scriptures, God, God has a sense of humor, you know and he was I'm, I'm just going to tell you just how he gave it to me. Just how he gave it to me. Because it was like, OK, we're getting this wrap up. He's like, um, you know, talking about fake and phony people and people that are doing things that they, they, um, they're not supposed to do. I thought about you, Pastor Benjamin. And it was like, man, and this way, God gave it to me. Like, man, we done been on that woman with the issue of blood for months now. Man, how long do it take you to be on the woman with the issue of blood? We know that story back and forth, everything. We know, man, she had 12 years, we know she done spent all her money. We know all of that. We know that she said to herself, you know what, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, she said within herself. I shall be whole. She touched him. Jesus started looking around. Who touched me? Jesus, what you talking about? There's been so many people out here. You getting bumped around all the time. And then she was like, oh, no, I've been caught. Let me get away. Oh, but Jesus spotted it and said, oh. And then she just said, hey, I touch you and I'm healed. I no longer have the issue of blood. Go in peace. Your faith has made you whole. Like, we know that. Can't pastor get another scripture? Can't he go somewhere else? Well, guess what? Matthew chapter (laughs) 9. Verse 20 through 22. Y'all need to be ashamed of y'all, sir. And behold, a woman which was diseased, with an issue of blood, 12 years, not 11 and a half, 12, came behind him. Came behind who? I'm glad you asked. Came behind Jesus. And touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I, but, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. But her faith required her to do something. She said within herself, she had, she believed God. She must have heard from, she must have heard about Jesus somewhere, some type of way. She heard Jesus Faith came. She had a vision of what she wanted to happen. Wasn't blind faith. She said, if I touch the hem of his garment, I behold." Guess what? She touched it. She was whole. This is what she believed God for. But what she believed God for caused her to booze. It caused her to get out of her comfort zone. She ain't got no more cash, so it's like, oh, you can't go to no more doctors. (laughs) Ain't got Medicaid, Medicare. (laughs) I got to do something else. But she heard of Jesus. She went. Her faith moved her out of her comfort zone to go. And, you know, by all intents and purposes, she wasn't supposed to be out there. In the same way, Pastor Benjamin doing what God told him to do. Oh, it don't take all of that. Why it don't? I can tell you, If God is telling our pastors to do something, it's because it's needful. It's needed. And so you need to hear from God and find out why do I have a problem with it, if you got a problem with it. The Bible says that the word is life, it's living, it's alive, which means God can take one scripture and he could just continue and continue and continue to show us revelation from the one scripture. Listen, Bible ain't going nowhere. Bible is not going anywhere. I've been born again for over thirty years, and the same scriptures that I was reading week one in the thirties is still producing in my life. So, don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Um, Kind of went a different way, but our pastors love us. They're hearing from God for us, and they're giving us what we need. Not always what we like, but definitely what we need. So just remember that. Just remember that. Um, In order to do all of these things, though, you must trust God. You must, you must trust him. Listen, if Shalita leader said, come on, Mike, let's go to the bank and get a billion dollars out, like, what are we doing, are we robbing the bank? <laughs> because the bank account just not going to work that way. It's not, it's not going to work that way. So for her to say, let's put some action into something that's not there, it doesn't, it's like, I hear you, but we ain't got a billion dollars yet. Yet. So, so it's like sometimes it's difficult for people to trust God because they don't believe what he says. Let's face it. It's like, why else would you not trust God? Maybe it's you think it's you. Oh, I'm the reason why this not gonna work. But God said He's taking care of it. Some I mean, of you'll be like, oh, well, I'm a bad person. I've done these wrong things and all of this. Well, basically what you're saying is Jesus didn't do a thorough job in the death, burial, and resurrection. Because he said he took he took care of all of it. Said there's nothing left for you to do but just receive, for you to just trust, for you to just rely. God said he is not a man that he should lie. Have God ever lied to anyone, you'd be lying if you said yes, he lied to me. That's not a part of his nature. So it all kind and a lot of times this. Hinges on the fact that we don't know God as much as we should. So it's like when you get a voice, there's people that I know. And if they call me, I know that voice. If Pastor Benjamin calls me, I know his voice. Miss Rita called, I know her voice. Shalita called me, I definitely know her voice. Not a bad thing, it's just I I just definitely know her voice. So sometimes it's like, oh, something said. If that something is the Holy Spirit, then why is something said? That just means that you probably need to spend some more time. There once was a time in which people that I was getting to know, hello, didn't recognize the voice until they started talking more and said some things. I was like, oh, this is this person or that person. Before we had cell phones, you could see who it was before you called. Um, But you just need to have more interaction with God. One of the things that God told me to tell you, yes, he does talk to me. Yes, I do listen. God told me to tell you that you can trust him. He is dependable. Uh, He is is not going to mess up your life. Listen. God gave Jesus. He gave the best that he had for us. And he thought it was worth it. I know sometimes people think, oh, <laughs> it was worth it for me. But I don't know about digging this Lois. I don't know if it was worth it for her. Some people might think that, but the simple fact of the matter is, God doesn't see it that way. He says it's for every single person. So much so that God the Father turned his back on Jesus at one point in time so that he could never, uh, he would never have to turn his back on you, ever. Sin separated Jesus from God the Father so that it would never have to separate us from our Father. Jesus' fellowship slash relationship with God was suspended so that our fellowship relationship with the Father would never be interrupted. We do not need a mediator. We do not need for somebody to go to the throne room for us. If you have a relationship with God, you can go for yourself. He knows you by name. If you have accepted Christ as your personal Savior, he knows you by name, there's nothing separating you from God, except you. We must believe our Father God, because choosing not to believe is what produces not obeying. That was awesome. I pulled that off Facebook or somebody else's thing. But I said, I'm going to use that. And I did. That's all I got. Well, that's what God had to say to us today. We pray that it blessed you. As always, we pray that the word of God blesses you. Not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now. But we pray that you got something out of the message today that would change your life immediately. God bless you and look forward to chatting with you next time.